What behaviors will it take on your part and your staff's part to hire the best talent possible? We'll provide answers to these and other questions in today's episode. Hi, I'm Rick Kendall. And I'm Fred Ball. Welcome to Management Mastery. The purpose of these podcasts is to share what each of us has learned about good and bad management in our combined over 40 years of experience, both as managers and executive coaches. During that time, we've coached managers at every level in companies from Fortune 100s to brand new startups in all major businesses, including nonprofits, government, and education. So whether you're just starting in your first management position or are an experienced manager looking to strengthen your management skills, we know our podcast will be valuable to you. Today we want to cover the preparation for hiring and the initial candidate screening conversations, um, as well as the importance of searching a candidate's social media account, the screening process, and how to evaluate your hiring process. What we're really looking at here, just so that we make a distinction, let's talk about the screening process and the hiring process. The screening process is to determine those candidates that you feel are viable in meeting the job uh, description that you have laid out. And then what you want to do is you want to go on to the hiring. And you'll hear through the course of this conversation that people do it in many different ways. There may be a human resource department that helped to do some resume screening, or there may not, in which case you as the manager may need to do it. Some uh, managers want to, once they uh, feel that they have found some people that are viable, they want to interview them themselves, that we're considering that part of the screening process. And then we'll go on in another podcast to talk about hiring, where you're actually going to make the decision and have some of your uh, team also meet the candidate to determine who you want to make the offer to. Yeah, Fred, I think it's important. You just mentioned the team, and it's important to know that you want to start preparing to hire a good candidate even before you have an opening. Uh, You may come into a position and and you've got openings you've got to fill, but in other cases, you've got a team assembled and there aren't any openings. Nevertheless, you want to start preparing for the eventuality that you're going to have to hire somebody because you will. Um, And one of the first things you want to do is just mentally identify your hiring team. And by that, we mean the people on your staff that you feel would be good to meet a potential candidate and do a little bit of evaluation on their own because you want you want more than one perspective. This is especially important in terms of assessing their, their ability to fit within your department. And we'll talk about fit a little bit more a little later. Um, uh, Rick, I just had a situation where I was coaching someone and we had that initial, the same conversation that you just had. And they said to me, boy, I, I wish that I had heard that when I first came into the job. I didn't do my initial presentation. Then lo and behold, I had an opening. And were we ever scrambling to try and catch up? And I I just didn't feel 
like we had all of the pieces in place. Yeah, and it goes beyond just just identifying your potential team. You also want to start mentally identifying potential candidates. And what do we mean by that? Well, first of all, uh, in your company, are there people that you encounter just in your day-to-day activities outside your department? And you go, gee, that would be a great person to have on my team. The other thing you want to do is whenever you're at a, a trade event or an industry or association event, just keep your mind open to who might be a good person to to have on my team if I had an opening. And you want to be looking for people who will advance your team. By that, I mean who would be better at a particular position um, than than the people you have now. Even though you've got, you may have a great team. Who who would who would advance? Uh, you, you know, your department. And, and as part of that assessment, you want to be constantly asking yourself, what could we be doing better? What is our weakest point? Um, where could I improve? Um, so you want to mentally or maybe even physically keep a list of potential candidates that you run into by name and say, you know, if I have an opening, I'm going to want to talk to this person. When we have discussions with new managers about what they need to keep in mind as they're doing the screening process, we say to them, look, there are four key questions. They're usually associated with hiring, but you're far better off having them in mind during the screening process so that you, um, you can begin to make assessment as you go along. Those questions are, does the person, the candidate, want the job? And it's more than that. It's how badly do they want the job? Uh, are they passionate about it? And is it something that excites them? And then a third question is, can they do the job? And of course, in the screening process, you're going to uh, be getting at that right off the bat. And then will they fit in here? And will they fit in here? You probably aren't going to be able to get data on, unless you are talking to, the, unless you decide to talk to the person on the phone or in video or face to face. But those are questions that you need to have in mind um, as we're moving forward in this process. Yeah, Fred, I think in, in, it's important to amplify a little bit on do they want the job? I mean, you could say, well, of course they want the job. They wouldn't be uh, applying for it if they didn't. But I've had experience, and I know people have had experiences where. You work in a company where everybody wants, it's, it's, it's a hot company, everybody wants uh, to, to work there, and they'll apply for any opening just to get their foot in the door. And you need to be able to assess, do they want the job I have open, or do they just want to get in here? And, and that's really, uh, you're going to be looking at, at, you know, how passionate and, and appropriate are they for the position that you have. That's right. And then we want to take a look at the resume and you're going to first uh, have a look at the formatting right off the bat. Uh, And you're looking to see whether that shows the level of professionalism and attention to detail uh, that you're looking for. Um, Rick, any other comments on that uh, formatting or looking at the resume? Well, I heard somebody say once that People screen themselves out with their resume. I mean, you look at a resume and it's badly formatted, it's disorganized, uh, 
there are typos, there are spelling mistakes, and you just say, you know, I, I want somebody who's a, <laughs> who's a little more careful with what they do because this will this will show you the level of care they bring to to their job because you know if you're looking for a job there's nothing more important at that point in time than your resume it's it's your uh, representation to the hiring uh, entity no no question then you want to look at the resume for the minimum qualifications make no sense to go forward if the person doesn't have the minimum qualifications but more than that if you can look at the resume to see whether or not the person goes beyond uh, the minimum requirements that you might have. Is there a college degree, an MA, or something that you require? Are there skills, knowledge, and competencies, uh, and any specialized training? But, but then you also want to look for unusual experiences. It, it often uh, amused me when I talked to people on Wall Street that they said, when, you, when we look for an equities research analyst, one of the things that we found over the years is that there is no one major in college that says that this person can do the job. One time it's someone who was an English major. Another time it was someone who was a finance major. But there's all different kinds of ways that you can get to the position and you want to just take a look to see if there's something else that you can find. And when you're talking to the person, ask them about that. Yeah, and there's, there's the other side of that too, Fred, which is, you know, you want to be looking for red flags. Um, like, do they have a lot of jobs, but they don't last very long, like under two years or whatever. Now, I know these days people don't, la- don't stay as long in positions as they used to, but you want to see, is that a red flag? Is that something you want to ask about? Um, and the other one is large gaps between jobs. Um, what's going on there? Uh, that's right. And um, a manager should follow that up by saying, what did you do when you were between jobs? One person may say, you know, I realized that I had some weaknesses and so I was studying for either, you know, an exam or a certification while someone else says, no, I went off skiing. Um, and, and that will tell you some things as well. And as Rick said, you don't want to spend your time with applicants who don't look promising on paper. They won't look better in person. Um, and if you have an HR department, they may help out with those kinds of things. The other place, go ahead. Yeah, we, you know, you and I worked with somebody, Fred, that it would come back on the gaps in the resume, uh, who had a brother who was seriously ill and he took a long, his brother took a long time off to help out um, during his brother's illness. And that was the reason for the gap. So there, there can be legitimate reasons why somebody uh, would not be working for, for a while. That person that you were just talking about um, did themselves, the candidate did themselves a great favor explaining that because that may go a long way toward a manager being highly interested in that person. Absolutely. So even red flags can turn out to be good, good things. Yep. Then in the cover letter, you can also learn some things about the candidates, such as, you know, how they write, uh, perhaps, perhaps something about their goals and whether they might align with their company. But you, you clearly get 
a sense of uh, writing and organizational skills. Yeah, another another thing we want to be sure and look at is the candidate's social media accounts. Um, th- that'll tell you a lot about, uh, not just about them and what's important to them, but their professional judgment. I mean, d- do they come across as professional or at least not post anything that makes them look unprofessional? Um, do they show positive characteristics and behaviors? You you can tell a fair amount about a person from uh, how they express themselves on social media. There's no question about it. I was just re- uh, hearing over the weekend that the Prime Minister of Japan had to fire his son for using the uh, uh, official residence for a party and then posting it on social media. <laughs> uh, moving on in the process, I mean, the, the first, after we've done the resumes and, and you've, you've kind of screened people out based on their, their paper, their cover letters and their, and their resumes, the next phase is what we call a screening conversation. And that can take place uh, on the phone, uh, on a video call, or in some cases in person. Um, and you really want to uh, get clarification on whatever questions have come up in your mind um, in reviewing the resume. That is, they may have, have passed the, the, the resume test. You say, yes, this is a viable candidate, but there are a few red flags I want to just clarify before we go any further. Um, so you can learn about the candidates, uh, learn, you know, the extent to which the, the candidate really wants this job, as we talked about before. Um, and, uh, hopefully you can get some idea of what their salary parameters are, because that can be another screening out. If they're way over your range, um, you can get a sense from their resume, but you want to try to get a better idea of that. Um, yeah, Rick, Rick, they they also, when we were talking about those questions before, will they fit in here? You, if you're a good listener, you also begin to get data right away as to whether or not the person will fit in. Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, you can get just, just the level of their social appropriateness, um, and, and their enthusiasm about the position. Um, you can get a sense of, uh, the, from the questions they ask or the answers they give of, you know, how up are they on your industry, on your company, uh, and on, on, on the things that your department does. Um, and obviously, if you do this either in, in a video call, you can get a sense of their body language, or in an in-person conversation, uh, you can get um, more in-depth answers. But the whole purpose of the screening interview is just another level of, are they really who I want in this, in this job? And then what you need to do as you're conducting a self-evaluation is the first thing you want to do is to say, is, is this working? Did I come out with two or three or four viable candidates um, who we're looking to, uh, who we will want to look at in person in an in-person interview and actually make a determination as to which might fit a position with us? So we want to look at and say, are we getting qualified candidates? Uh, am I finding out details that help to identify professional qualifications 
uh, that first of all meet the job description and then go beyond the the minimum in the job description and then you know have i been surprised by some candidates who i initially thought would not have uh, interest for me and they find it, and we find out that they do have interest that's really learning for the manager to say maybe i better not be so tight that um, I'm missing some things out there. And finally, is the screening process identifying the best candidates? Oh, yeah. And, and, and just on, uh, you know, that's kind of the dilemma of, of when you mentioned, you know, am I sort of passing judgment too quickly when I take a second look in, in the screening conversation, this person looked better than they did on paper, that's that's kind of at odds with uh, don't don't bring somebody in that looks bad on paper, but it's it's the people in the gray area that that you want to be open to. And the other thing is, if you're not you get through the process, and this certainly has happened to me, you get through the process of of all the screening, and there's nobody left. You still don't have a viable candidate, and that sort of says, wait a minute. I don't think my preparation to looking for people was was uh, robust enough. And that's when you go to your network, to people that you, you know, etc. And, and we're going to talk about the importance of, of networks in, in hiring in a later podcast. But, it, you know, I have found just in my own experience over the years, that's where my best candidates come from. But if you don't have anybody, then something's wrong and you got to cast a wider net. Yes, you do. And you have to make sure that you don't select somebody who's not good enough. Uh, you make the decision, we're going to do it over again until we, until we find somebody who is actually viable and wants to be here. Oh, boy, that is, that is so true. I've, you know, until you've gone through the process of actually hiring somebody who didn't work out and then you have to unhire them, uh, you, you know how important that is. So just... Just to to wrap up a little bit, in a former podcast, we discussed uh, setting a hiring strategy. And in this podcast, we talked about the screening process. In the future, we're going to discuss conducting the interview, um, the actual job interview. And then we also, in a future podcast, will cover making the decision of who you want, checking references, making the offer, negotiating, and then the follow-up to bringing them on board. We hope you have found this podcast useful and will come back again for more Management Mastery. If you have any comments about this or any of our episodes or would like to find out more about our other services, including one-on-one coaching and group seminars for managers, visit our website at careercoachclass.com. Thanks for listening.